This is a Mentality Podcast, where we have real conversations with real people about healthy masculinities. I'm your host, Lao Chokan, and throughout this podcast, we're going to hear from a wide range of guests about the views and experience of manhood. We look at the bits we should celebrate, but also its messy parts, while having a bit of a laugh. Welcome to another Mentality Podcast episode. It's a great spring day here in London, and I'm excited to share a few thoughts with you on a such important topic, empathy. But before that, I just want to remind you that it's great to hear from you. So do get in touch on social media, either on Instagram or Twitter at man underscore mentoring to tell me how you're doing. Just drop me a text with any thoughts about the podcast. If you're new to this podcast, it's great to have you listening and connecting with me. Or if you're listening for a while, it's amazing to have you back. Just want to let you know that if you haven't done so, please subscribe or give a five-star rating to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. This will help, to, you know, raising awareness and visibility of, of the podcast. In February, actually, I was sharing with, with you that the platform behind Mentality Podcast has been nominated for the Best Men's Health Initiative 2023 with the awards taking place at the end of March. And drum rolls, please. Actually, wait a minute. The words, unfortunately, have been postponed until early June. Yeah, there are a few, a few months in waiting. So anyway, back to today's topic. As I said, I'm going to share a few thoughts about empathy, why this is important, especially for us men and, and boys, some of the pitfalls of having low empathy, but also looking at the power of self-empathy and how we can develop this, uh, this skill. So let's start unpacking this meaty topic by first discussing what empathy is. According to Psychology Today, empathy is the ability to recognize, understand and share the thoughts and feelings of another person, animal or fictional character, you name it. Essentially, empathy is putting yourself in someone else's shoes and feeling what they are feeling. And empathy comes in different shapes and sizes. For example, there are three main types of empathy that specialists kind of like to call effective empathy. When you can feel what the other person is feeling, you can can connect with their feelings. Then it's the somatic one. For example, if somebody's going through some pain, some physical pain, you can also feel almost the pain that they're feeling with your your body. And last one is kind of the cognitive element, like the, the thoughts that, you know, you can kind of almost, I wouldn't say read people's minds, but... You can see how they're thinking, what they're thinking, and how they're feeling about it. Anyway, I'm not going to dwell too much on this, but I just thought it's important to know there are different types of empathy to recognize that when, when we discuss this. And I would say that developing empathy is a crucial skill for establishing relationships, being compassionate, and as I said, involves the idea of experiencing another person's point of view. For those football fans out there, and by the way, I'm not a a football fan, I like to watch here and there, but for those who followed the World Cup in Qatar last last winter, empathy was the warmth and the hug Harry Kane, the England's captain, received when he missed a late penalty in the quarterfinal against France. That picture was quite a was all over the news uh, by you know Harry Kane being uh, being hugged by Gary Southgate because Gary Southgate himself missed some penalties back, you know, when he used to play for the England's team. So he knew how must uh, Harry Kane have felt uh, at that time. But anyway, it's also important to recognize that empathy is not pity. 
Empathy is the ability, as I said, to understand and share the feelings of, of the other. This can be developed through personal interactions, you know, reading books, watching different movies, stories, scenarios, role play, and so on. I will also say it doesn't always have to be something negative to happen to the person to be empathic or to feel what they're feeling. One can connect to the joys and successes that one is going through. Oh, I feel what you're feeling. I feel that joy. I'm going to celebrate with you. Empathy is an essential component of healthy, supportive and dynamic relationships. Any relationship. Parent-child, friendships, romantic relationships, working relationships, you name it. An experienced empathy is happening more than we think. And if we just take the time to notice it, we can just see it around us. That's why I would encourage you to think of a time when someone, friend, colleague, partner, parent, showed you empathy and the difference it made. In my case, literally last Saturday, I was meeting a good friend of mine to grab some food and catch up. And I was really looking forward to, to seeing him and just, you know, haven't seen him for a while. And I left home and as it happens, I was running late. So I texted my friend saying, hey, mate, I'm running late, like 10, 15 minutes, so bear with me. And he was like, no worries, bro. I'll catch a later train myself, so that's cool. So I was running to catch the train. I was quite pleased with myself that I arrived a few minutes early at the train station and there was another train there that was going to the same destination. So I said to myself, let me be quick, jump on this train so I'll save a few minutes, make up for the time that I was, that I was running late. But only to realize that after the train started moving, that I was taking kind of the wrong train because it was going via a longer and slower route, which means I'll be extremely late. So I was really disappointed with myself as, as I want to see my friend, but it also means that we'll have less time to catch up. And obviously it's not nice to be late for my friend as well. Exactly, now my finest hour. As I texted my friend and explained what happened and apologized, he was like, no worries, I'll take a later train, a later, later train, and said, you know, this happens to me as well, so it's nothing to feel bad about. As I was disappointed with myself and, you know, was not happy about this, equally I was not happy letting my friend down, being a bit unreliable, but his empathy and, like, showing, like, you know what, I know how it feels, I've done it myself, kind of neutralized how I was feeling, the kind of the bad feelings I was having inside me reminded me that it's human to make a mistake. In a nutshell, empathy opens our mind to experience the world from others' perspective. And I think this is so important, especially when it comes to, to us men, because I would say it benefits from so many reasons. First, it allows us to build social connection with others. As I said, with my friend, you know, having that friendship, it kind of builds up on it. Because we understand what people are thinking or feeling, we're able to respond according to the social situations we find ourselves in. Plenty of evidence out there to show that having social connections is good for physical and psychological well-being. Second, connecting with others, that connection helps us to learn to regulate our own emotions. And emotion regulation is a, a key part that allows us to manage what we are feeling and even at times when we can be overwhelmed with, uh, with negative, uh, negative uh, feelings, unfortunately. Last but not least, when we feel empathy for others, we are more likely to engage in a helpful manner with them. On the flip side, and I know it sounds a bit selfish, but basically we allow other people 
to be more likely to help us so we experience empathy as well. But when it comes to us men, historically, a man's ability to disconnect emotionally has been viewed as a strength, especially by other men. But also he served as well in those positions, for example, when we had to go hunting or, you know, or fighting wars. But what's becoming clear now is that there is a time and place for checking one's emotions. You know, it's a vital skill for our jobs, for building relationships, as I mentioned, and also when it comes to our family dynamics. Obviously, if you can't put yourself in your partner's shoes, for example, it will be a bit difficult to understand their point of view. But just to clarify, I'm not saying that men can't be empathic or there's something biologically different in us men that doesn't allow to be empathic or express or feel emotions. Quite the opposite. I believe it's mostly about how we've been socialized. It is also about, you know, our personalities, cultural background and so on. It's a nuanced picture. It's not as black and white. There are many factors that play into this. And that's why I don't believe it boils down only to gender. And I don't believe it's anything wrong with us men, just to kind of clarify, because I've seen some men question that I think there's something wrong with us. No, that's not, that's not the case. But it's about being aware of, you know, the social expectations and the social conditioning we've been exposed to. And if we learn from a young age not to express or engage with our inner world and our emotions, unfortunately we struggle to connect and understand others' emotions a bit later in life. And because, unfortunately, we tend to practice them a bit less, we haven't allowed ourselves, we rob ourselves from the opportunity to express a broader range of emotions. A lack of emotional diversity for, for us, experiencing that breath of feelings is not just important for young boys, like to be able to experience what others are feeling, but also affects their relationships, you know, their peers, their friends, their families and their communities. That's why it's important to, to just not just think about the impact on us as men, but also the wider perspective. It's important to acknowledge that empathy, it's a limited resource. Because when we feel hurt or we might be angry, we tend to be less empathic with the other person. We can be like, you know, let's say short-sighted. But some of the positive examples why it's important to, to have empathy, for example, as men, it helps to understand when a woman, your partner, your friend, your mother, your colleague, shares her experience, for example, of being catcalled or something that makes her feel uncomfortable or unsafe allows us to stay with how she's feeling with the story and experience she's sharing with us instead of trying to counterbalance being defensive and say, oh, but have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Just stay first with how they're feeling and try to listen and engage with that. It's not easy, but I think it's an important part of understanding and broadening our, our views and horizons of the experience of others. The same it can be, for example, for the discomfort and the pain when they experience racism. It's important to just sit with that and listen. Also, when it comes to, for example, raising children, not that I have great experience of, but there's usually this expression like when something happens, especially when a boy has an injury, is the idea, get up, dust off yourself and go again, son. Kind of in a nutshell, this concept lacks empathy because yes, somebody has fallen down if they're playing a game or if they're just, you know, playing outside with their mates and they're falling and crying, like you don't want them just to kind of stop playing. But before you get there, I think it's important to recognize that that person is in pain. That young boy is crying, is experiencing pain probably for the first or few first few times, and it's quite hurtful for them. And just saying, hey, hey, are you okay? How are you feeling? Oh, I'm in pain, dad. It's important to feel like, you know what, they are hurting right now. Let me help them 
understand how they're feeling. Maybe it's really bad. They need some support, you know, to heal in a way, emotionally or physically. And then you can think of like maybe another time they can just dust off and go again. And now I just want to kind of think a bit about the power of empathy, but also self-empathy. Because we men aren't socialized to connect with our own feelings or others' feelings can have a detrimental effect on our well-being and mental health, as I mentioned earlier. Promundo, an organization focused on gender equality, looked at men aged between 18 and 30 and found that nearly one in five thought about suicide in the past two weeks. One in five, that's like 20% of men. And those who believed in a version of manhood, which at times we associate with toxic masculinity, they were like twice as likely to have considered suicide. So that's why it's important to be able to share those feelings, connect with others, be vulnerable, because can reduce our risk to developing mental health issues. Empathy is actually a skill that can be developed rather than a fixed trait, especially according to Stanford psychology professor Jamil Zaki, who's director of social neuroscience laboratory, who studies this very question. So it's not just my view, but the specialists who are examining and studying this issue. And of course, empathy is not always possible, nor is always wise to, to show empathy and can sometimes give us a tunnel vision in wanting to help some people over others. Looking at the power of self-empathy, take the example with, with me running late when I was meeting my friend last Saturday. Although it's important for me to acknowledge that I've done a mistake, and I have to allow myself to make those mistakes, and it's okay sometimes to be late, especially when I acknowledge that I was you know, in the wrong, I said sorry, I can't stay there just to be upset with myself, for example, it can be also, you have to realize basically that you have to give yourself as well, not only others. Even at times that others might not forgive you, you still have to allow yourself to feel your pain and say, that's okay. As I said, empathy is a skill that, that can be learned. And here are three and a half tips of developing empathy. And I'll, you'll see why I'm saying three and a half tips. First is choose to widen your circle of friends. Because when you spend more time with individuals that are different than you, you get in touch with their views, their experiences, you can broaden your horizons towards others. Second, it's about reading. I'm a big believer in reading. I love books. So this is like absolutely my favorite. But research shows that reading novels can help foster the ability to put ourselves in, in the minds of others, you know, to experience what they're feeling, their, what they're going through. There are also plenty of books that you can read specifically on developing empathy. Third, if you are a parent, but also if you have a wide circle of friends who have children, it's important to engage a rich vocabulary about feelings when we speak to our young boys, obviously young girls as well, to help them understand how others are feeling when they do something good or bad. So it's about helping them build a sense of security and strong relationships with, with other children and themselves for learning and encouraging tolerance and acceptance to, to others. Eventually this promotes good mental health in, in our children, but also it's a long-term investment. And here comes the half recommendation because this it's a bit countercultural here in Britain. Praise empathy in others, recognize it and, and let's make it a habit to shout out empathic behavior when we see it in others. Thanks for listening to this episode where I share some reflections on empathy. If you have any questions or comments, do get in touch with me on social media. And thinking of the next episode, it's a special one because it's about how to manage finances and the impact that can have on our mental health. But until next time, stay safe and keep listening to Mentality Podcast. Thank you.